So in this very um, whole, fr- whole frame of reference, living reference, is to recognize as we're settling in, settling in also means settling in particular places in the room. And uh, naturally we have to find our way with that. And recognize we're sharing it with other beings, with other people. So what gives each other space, makes it comfortable, convenient. So, you know, find your place. And you can shift your cushions around your chairs a little bit. I do recognize when you move, it affects everyone. You know what I mean? So, and if you like, your body finds it nice, preferable, you enjoy sitting on the floor, find your cushion. Other people find it preferable, body prefers sitting on a chair. Sit on a chair. And of course, sometimes bodies happy sitting on the floor for so many hours and then you need to sit on a chair. Sometimes <laughs> they sit in a chair for so many hours and wants to sit on the floor. <laughs> but because it's a shared space you can't really kind of actually flag two territories <laughs> as yours. So stake out your basic territory and we'll have a few spare spare places for optional shifts. There's a couple of spare chairs over there. So you can leave the spare on spare a spare mat or two, so it means that you're not you're claiming two spaces because that would make it uh, a bit more crowded. So you sit in a chair and you want to sit on the floor, there are a couple of spare mats and there's a couple of spare chairs if you're a mat person wants to sit in the chair for a while. So I just work these things out. Now we're sitting, um, coming down to the basis, the pressure of the seat on the chair or the floor, <coughs> under the thighs, uh, this kind of basis of the body, it's generally the thighs, uh, the seat, the tail, you know, pelvic floor. Mm. And really resting down there and using that as your anchor, your grounding place and then you've got the flexing of the spine that can just subtly pivot within that to find how the spine sits most naturally so that its function is primarily to transfer the weight of your upper body down into the floor. So the idea is <coughs> using musculature in the pelvis and the lumbar region to just find the balance whereby the musculature of the shoulders and the chest and the neck don't have to carry weight. So the fact getting one's spine positioned such that the upper body weight can be transferred down into the ground rather than held through the chest or round the neck or the arms. So it's a balancing mudra. Mudra means a position. And just because most of our movement is going to be in our hands and arms. So there's also a movement between your lumbar vertebrae and your sacral 
any, any pelvic uh, basis. There's no you can flex very low in your back, inclining the spine forward, causing the abdomen to open, gentle curve of the lumbar region. It's generally considered the most helpful. Then the lower back acts as a kind of spring because uh, it's slightly curved rather than rigid. <coughs> and the weight <coughs> the cage, the shoulders, the head can then be carried down through that lumbar spring, which is flexible, can be carried down, transferred down into the ground. So the idea is that the planet supports you. And then the really helpful thing is sh- releasing the shoulders. <coughs> and as you trace up your spinal column, see if you can incline the region of the spine between the shoulder blades. If you can incline that, these are often very subtle movements, like a quarter of an inch, you know. Almost like an inclination. Mm. Soft, slow inclination. And you feel the effect, perhaps the chest spreading a little, mm. opening a little. So the inclination in the spine is to move towards the heart, towards the breastbone. And then seeing when you set up that inclination, how does the body respond? Slight opening in the chest. Perhaps it allows the arms, the the root of the arm, which is where the arm joins the body just to rest back. Shoulders drop. Feel like they're dropping, <coughs> muscles are, are loosening the tag. And if that can occur and be gently sustained, it allows the neck muscles to also um, come, out of st- come out of a gripped state. And the head balancing the mass of the cranium resting on the spine bones as they come up through the neck, spinal cord column coming, doesn't stop at the shoulders, it goes all the way up into the back of the skull. And ideally if we're using the spine as a support, you want to kind of rest your head on that spinal column. And maybe just drawing your face back a little, we tend to be habitually turned forward because that's where our eyes and mouth are, we tend to peer forward and we kind of gently inflect the face to withdraw. So you perhaps become more aware of where the neck bone, the top of the neck, top of the spine meets the skull. In skeletal terms, this is this is the the axis. 
Mm-hmm. And if that axis over time can be encouraged, the muscles learn to attune to that, then there can be a deepening muscular relaxation and structural relaxation which over time, it does take time allows for a sense of bodily lightness, pliability and ease and the chitta really likes that so make your way with that intentionality directed towards the body and being prepared to adjust to not feel you're going to snap into upright posture in five seconds or one second but you might come into it and then slightly slouch out of it or tighten up in it and then disengage how is that? so we're allowing ourselves to just shift inflect flex a little like you're balancing which is what you're doing and then you find points moments times where it comes into true something Nice and settled. Now, the degree to which that is there, we're able to be present with what I call the upright axis, which extends from the base of the body, the perineum, tailbone, it runs up into the skull so it's not actually a bone but it's a, like a channel or a sense in which your sense of balance your ability to balance and your knowing when you're in balance is attuned to this upright sensitivity meridian I don't know what it is it's certainly there and the chitta really likes that where the pressure stops so inclining to the ground literally the physical ground beneath you the ground beneath you also infers space around you which is also very stable free simple and does the body know that does your throat know it does your face know it anything holding back could be encouraged to sense space, sense freedom.
And then along with that, or in tandem with that, as in fact becomes slightly more possible, where's the center, where's the midline, where's the axis, where's the core of this upright body. The two support each other, and you become a little more aware of groundedness and spaciousness, then you're less drawn out through the skin. Because you, know, you don't have to hold the ground anymore. Then you can return at the centre of all this presence. This you don't really need to have your eyes closed or open, doesn't matter. Feeling sleepy, keep your eyes open. It's not a refined point, it's an overall two kind of field senses. One is the field around. Which you sniff out, you feel out. And one is an internal field of centrality. Not a particular point at all, but oh, this is where I feel most you know, centered. degree to which that becomes more felt or probably comes to the fore quality of silence and also the sign of breathing in and breathing out an involuntary easeful flow and tune into that